The ants go marching one by one. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams. I'm your host today, and I'm joined by Pastor Trevor Maine. Welcome, Pastor Trevor. Thanks, Julie. Hello, everybody. Glad to be here together on this uh, Monday morning, if that's when you're tuning in. And if you're here later in the week, we're glad you've caught up with us then as well. We are midway, I would say, through our wholeness series, Living in Wholeness, which is, uh, I think, a really great, um, almost feels like spring cleaning as we go forward. Um, We've talked about, we had an introductory one talking a bit about spiritual health, and then we've had sort of two weeks of talking more about what's going on inside um, and mental health. So last week we heard from Alan Gallant, and if you didn't catch that, um, it's worthwhile definitely to go back and hear what he's doing with Agora Network Ministries. And um, just to hear his story, I thought it was really encouraging and a great a great story. And then yesterday we heard from you, Pastor Trevor. Yeah, no, it was nice to be able to jump into this series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so timely. Like you said, maybe it's the time of the year. Maybe it's because we're coming out of the pandemic. Um, but to hear... Uh, us to, to get together and talk and think about spiritual health, our mental, emotional health, and mm-hmm. our physical health is very timely and important. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you shared some really great, it was nice to hear, I've heard bits and pieces, but maybe that was the first time I'd heard your whole story, okay. which I thought was very, I found it very encouraging. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I have to say that wasn't the whole story. I kind of debated <laughs> how much how much to share. I've had a chance to share a couple times at Wayne Fleet a little bit about yeah. my experience with depression. And mental illness uh, so I gave a slice of that yesterday yeah which hopefully uh, we talked with with Alan about the stigma that's sometimes associated with mental illness yes and I've felt it it's it's still out there yeah uh, there's still a, a slight measure of shame that comes with me saying hey I was broken uh, my brain wasn't working well yeah um, but I think talking about it <clears throat> realizing that I'm not the only one and that my story could help other people I think Mm -hmm. it helps to eliminate that stigma and make it something, hey, this is something we can address together and come out better on the other side. Mm -hmm. Any idea, does mental health or mental um, illness affect men more than women or women more than men? Hmm. Any idea? I I was just curious. I feel like I've read some things, but I don't dare to say say? Okay. No, No, it was just interesting because... I mean, in my experience, I have found far more women are more likely to be open and talk Mm -hmm. about it. So it's interesting that we've had two men two weeks in a row discuss um, mental health. And I I just found that really, I found that especially encouraging Mm -hmm. and uh, kind of fascinating. Yeah, and I think there is something there. Like um, even Alan, last week he talked to us about talk therapy. It's something that makes a huge difference. And for guys who may not want to talk about it, you're actually, we're actually at a disadvantage if we yeah. just say, no, we're going to tough through this by ourselves. I'm not going to share what's going on. I might cry when I'm by myself or scream into the, into the air yeah. uh, when no one's around. But uh, if we can actually talk about these things in community, we are in a much better position to find health and peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I really liked your, um, when you were talking about ants, I yeah. found that to be a really a really um, great word picture. 
Yeah, and so if you didn't get a chance to hear the message yesterday, I did refer to our brains and say, you know, thank God he's protected them. Yeah. In one way, he protects them physically, putting them inside of our skulls. Mm -hmm. And that is, our brains are the most protected organs in our bodies. Yes. And that's a good thing. But that doesn't mean they're totally protected. <laughs> and so we saw that, and I suggested it's kind of fun, and I don't want to make light of a very hard circumstance, but at the same time, I think humor is needed at times as we look at some of the things that we're struggling with in yeah. our world. And so when I referred to our brains as saying that, you know, the gray matter or the gray matters and that the ants that can get into our brains and cause havoc. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the, you might not have heard what those ants are and they're not six legged little creatures that get into our <laughs> brains and walk around through our ears, but they're automatic negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so A-N-T, ants, <clears throat> and they can be a bother. They get in and they just start marching around inside our brains and mm -hmm. that affects our feelings, which affect our behaviors Yes, and would cause us problems. Mm -hmm. it, they seem to multiply too, I would say. <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they go back to the hive and bring more to the yeah. anthill and bring more with them. They invite their they? friends to the picnic. Yes, yeah. yeah. So what had you, you had um, given us some tips on how to yep. manage these ants. I did. And uh, the, the tips basically came in saying any one of us, anytime, could grab a piece of paper. It could be a serviette. It can be a used piece of paper, anything, a notebook. Open it up and make three columns. Mm -hmm. And I said, here's an approach to deal with the ants that can come marching into our heads. On the left-hand column, just identify the ants. Write down those automatic negative thoughts that are marching around in your brain, whatever they are. If you're thinking in your head, you're hearing this thought, you're worthless, you know, you can't do this, God's not on your side, you're mm -hmm. all alone, you can write these down and identify them as ants, automatic negative thoughts, and then moving over into the center column, this is where we spent the most of our time saying, here's where we're going to trap them, mm -hmm. and then we're going to pick them up and look at them and determine if they are rooted in truth or in reality. Mm -hmm. Because just because we think something doesn't mean it's true yes. or that it's even tied into what's real. Yeah. And so I set, I suggested there's four traps we could set. Mm -hmm. I can go over them. The yes, first one, please. first one was maybe sounds so trite to say, well, pray. Yes. Uh, the first trap to set is prayer. The second trap could also potentially sound trite is just be thankful. Mm-hmm. And when I was sick, I got stuck on those because I was so depressed, I felt I couldn't uh, pray and I wasn't thankful. Yeah. And so then that leads to the third trap saying, you can't do it by yourself. You need Christian community. We need one another. Mm -hmm. And I said, boy, that's where our church, any church you know, that really believes in Jesus can specialize. Mm -hmm. You find yourself in a place where you can't pray and you can't be thankful. We'll call on your church family. Yeah, your community. And we can pray on a moment's notice and lead in thanks. And then the final one is based on, and all of these things kind of are rooted in, in Scripture in different places, but particularly I highlight, highlighted in Philippians in uh, chapter 4 and verses 5 to 12. But the last trap is just a filter to see what should get into our brains. Mm -hmm. And it was a filter that's found in Philippians chapter 4 that tells us what we should think about. And it says, um, finally... Whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Mm -hmm. And so we can use that text as a type of filter mm -hmm. to run the automatic negative thoughts through. And if they can't pass that filter, 
uh, they need to be exterminated. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And that takes us to the last column. So there's three columns. One mm-hmm. is identifying the ants. One is um, just naming them. The second central column is to trap them and examine them closely. And then once you've finished that examination, the third column is saying, well, here's my response to this ant. Mm-hmm. And frequently, our responses, having set the traps, having analyzed them, will have to be... Um, and I'm going to put you on the spot, Julie. I heard you. I heard you receive a phone call from a scammer this week, and you were pretty, oh. pretty firm with the scammer. Well, and I think, yep, I was. I think it was a good. <laughs> what you did is a good example to what we can do to yep. these unwelcome ants in our brains. So maybe yeah. just give your recommendation of how to respond to a scammer or well, to a thought that's not true. So I don't usually answer calls from someone I don't know. So I, you know, that's the same. Try not to entertain thoughts that you know not to be true. But I was waiting for a call and I didn't know who it was coming from. So I answered the phone. And when I realized that they were trying to scam me, I said, you are not welcome to call me. Don't call me again. Put me on your do not call list. Exactly. And very firmly. A very good final word just with, with our automatic negative thoughts then as well. You say, yes. thought you're not welcome. Yes. Don't keep calling me. And in fact, put me on your do not call list. Just yeah. being able to say those things out loud, out loud and saying, this is my response to these automatic negative thoughts. To have that kind of a powerful, very clear response mm-hmm. helps put them in their place. And we might have to do it repeatedly because sometimes those scam callers and these negative thoughts are very persistent. Call from a different number then, right? Yep. (laughs) And sometimes you say to your husband, you answer the phone this time, or to your spouse, you answer, you tell them. And so we can do that in community for each Mm. other. You're still feeling like you're worthless. That thought is still circling through your head. Let me tell you, you're not worthless. That thought is not based in reality. That thought is not based in truth. And so Mm -hmm. I'm saying with you to that thought, Stop bothering this person. It's not true. You're not welcome. The truth is you are worthwhile. You're loved. You're a part of God's family and life is worth the living. Yeah. I really appreciated and enjoyed hearing you talk about Sherry in your message because anytime I've heard you speak, um, I don't know if that that didn't catch my attention previously, but um, just to hear what a what a great support she was and how you let her take the wheel. I thought that was really that was a really good way to put it. I thought that was really interesting that sometimes we need to, like you said, let someone else answer the phone, let, hand someone else the keys. and yeah. yeah. When I was sick, literally and figuratively, she had to take the wheel. And so I stopped driving because I didn't trust myself to drive. Yeah. And, um, and she became my external brain mm-hmm. for a good period of time where she had to help me make decisions because I wasn't in a frame of mind to be able to make good decisions. And so she had to, in the early days, call and cancel a bunch of appointments I had because I yeah. couldn't do them and help me kind of find my way through that time when I couldn't think well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it just, it goes back to, to like having good community, I right. think. And yep. she was part of your, I she mean, I guess, my community, my close community. Yeah. community and Christian community because she's a person of faith. Mm-hmm. And she brought that into our relationship and into that difficult time. Yeah. Oh, that's yep. wonderful. Um. When we got closer to the end of the message, I, one of the things that I was able to point out, and I hope uh, it made sense, is the idea that we need a peacekeeper, sort mm. of a security guard for our brains. Yes. And I wanted to kind of lead people on during the message and say, okay, well, who is it? Who is this, this uh, peacekeeper for our brains that we could have at our service? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the peacekeepers, if they're sent into a war zone, 
they're not there to foster the war, they're there to help keep the peace. Yeah. And so in our brains, when we have all these conflicting thoughts swirling around that are disturbing us, sometimes making us feel like we're being bombed by these mm -hmm. ideas, bombarded by them, that make us frightened and maybe go into hiding. Uh, but when the peacekeeper shows up, uh, helps to bring peace to the place, mm -hmm. uh, to tell those that are being violent, you need to calm down. Um, if you're here to cause problems, you need to leave. And the peacekeeper at the end of the message, so I think a lot of people, and if you were listening, you probably guessed it, <laughs> yep. but the peacekeeper has a name mm -hmm. and the, his name is Jesus. Yeah. And that's powerful. And Anne uh, and Renee at the end of the service saying just such a beautiful mm -hmm. song, talking about speaking the name of Jesus in our darkness and in our difficulties and just how amazing that is to have the peace that that peacemaker brings into our world. Um, just, I hope that continues to resonate with each of you who are listening for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you, Trevor. Is there any, can you think of anything that we can look out for in our friends, in our community, like as we're getting together with people, any, I guess, red flags to alert us that we can encourage someone? What would you say to be aware of? Yeah, there, I mean, you, as you interact with people who you're close with, you might sense something is a little off. It might be in the way that they look. Sherry knows if she looks at me and she sees that my forehead has got this wrinkle in between my eyes, it's mm -hmm. all crunched up and it doesn't go away. She knows that my stress levels have gone up and I'm a little bit off. And so she can ask me about that and you might mm -hmm. be able to do that with your loved ones or friends. Or if you see people stop doing the things that they used to, in mm. to do and to enjoy and withdrawing from life, um, you can ask them, you know, what's going on? What's, what's happening? Mm -hmm. And what take the time to? to listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then as you listen, if, if there are people of faith, and even if they're not, you say, hey, would it be okay if I pray, pray with you? Mm -hmm. can, I, can I bring, you know, you can help walk them through this kind of model of the three columns, even if you have time to do that. Say, you know, what's on your mind? What are you thinking about? What are you, what's bothering you? And they say, well, I'm just feeling really really low I feel like my life's not worth anything yeah. and then you say you know let's let's look at that where's that coming from um, mm -hmm. is that true uh, you know <clears throat> and kind of run it through that center column mm -hmm. and then in the end come out on the other side and say well if this isn't true you know what is true and they might not be able to do it but you can tell them well, I want to tell you what's true you're feeling hopeless you just keep hearing in your head oh, it's hopeless it's hopeless it's hopeless we hold that up to scripture we held that up through prayer mm -hmm. we uh, we know it's not true. It's not rooted in reality. And so I am telling you, even if you don't feel it, there's hope. Yeah. And in my case, when I was sick, if someone could have told me every day or every hour, there's hope. There's hope. I just needed to keep hearing it. There's hope. Don't yeah. give up. There's hope. Tomorrow's a new day. Things could change. There's hope. Yeah. And especially as Jesus is factored in, there's always hope. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. That's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you have any clo closing thoughts or anything to add? I think that would be the note I'd like to leave you all with is just mm -hmm. that idea. I don't know what you're facing, but please know there is hope. You are loved by God. You're loved by this Christian community. And there is always hope because of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. And speaking of community, if you're tuning in, we have a special event on Sunday, June the 26th. That is... Um, Coming up very soon, we've got some details coming out. If you are not on our email list, please send us an email and we will get you on the list. Um, we are having a, do you want to speak to that just briefly? Sure. <clears throat> we thought during Wellness Month, 
we just need to get out and get moving together as a yeah. church. And so we're inviting everyone to get together to either uh, hike, bike, or float. Yes. And so there's a location called uh, at the docks at the Rotary Park in Welland where there's a place to put in boats, uh, non-motorized boats, into the canal, paddle boards, kayaks, canoes. And there's also a trail that runs by there that people can walk or bike. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to meet in Chippewa Park in Welland at Pavilion Number 2 at 5 or 5.30, we can double check that yep. for supper. People, if you want to just show up for the picnic at the park at Chippewa Park in Welland, that's fine. Or come bike, hike, or float. Excellent. So if you are looking to be part of a community or deepen your connection with our community, join us then. And we'd love to um, see you out. If you'd like more details, you can, like I said, send us an email. If you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Trevor, you can reach him at trevor at waynefleetbic.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with me with any feedback, I'd love to hear from you as well. And my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. So thank you for tuning in today, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Have a great week.